Dr. Thomas Slavin, Chief Medical Officer for Myriad Genetics. Welcome to Inside the Genome. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Inside the Genome. Today we have Ashley Pantier joining us. Thank you so much for coming on, Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat and share our story a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, so I am actually a wife, a mom, and a teacher. Uh, my husband and I, Josh, he and I have two kids. Emily is two and a half and Christopher is five and a half, both very lively ages. <laughs> We're definitely yeah. in the sassy, terrible twos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, we had you on today to talk about spinal muscular atrophy um, because it's, uh, you know, something in your family. Um, you know, your first son was, uh, diagnosed. Can you walk us through that a little bit of, you know, how, um, you know, you got to the diagnosis, you know, the whole journey. Yeah, absolutely. So Christopher was a very typical baby. He was at nine and a half pounds at birth. So a nice, big, healthy baby, yeah. uh, born in May of 2017. And we had nothing to worry about. He developed, uh, typically. And he began rolling and crawling and eating and doing all the things he was supposed to do until he was a year old and he wasn't walking. And then at 15 months, he still wasn't walking. Hmm. But people said, you know what, it's okay. He's a late walker. It's gonna mm -hmm. be fine. He's just not motivated. Um, and then at 18 months, our pediatrician said, you know what, I'm going to send you to physical therapy. We think it'll motivate him um, to start walking. And so we did about a month of physical therapy. And the physical therapist um, is actually the person who noticed something's not right. He's hmm. actually getting worse. Yeah, and so after that month, uh, she referred us to neurology. She contacted our pediatrician and said, you know what? We think you need to see a neurologist. Well, when I called to schedule an appointment, this was beginning of December. And they said, we can see you in February. <laughs> and yeah. as a parent, you're like, I can't wait three months to figure out why my child isn't walking. Yeah. And so at that point, I was searching, how can I figure out what's going on? Um, and through lots of internet searches, I came across uh, genetic carrier screening. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just do this and rule things out. So hmm. I found genetic carrier screening. Originally, when I found it near me, it was at a fertility clinic. And they were like, well, are you a patient? And I was like, no, I already have the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need that. And postpartum. So, yeah, exactly. And so I actually contacted my OBGYN and it turned out they had the genetic carrier screening. Mm -hmm. Um and so I went there and I did it and we had the results within two weeks. And out of the hundreds of things that it tests for, the only thing I was a carrier of was spinal muscular atrophy. Mm. So with that, neurology said, oh, geez, okay, we should see you. So you um, had really that, did you have that result before you went into the neurologist? Exactly. Like you walked in with it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was why they were willing to see us sooner. So the oh, neurologist okay. saw us New Year's Eve. Oh. No one was in the office um, brought us in and took one look at Christopher and with my positive carrier screen, he's like, you know, we have to do the blood test for him, but based on what I'm seeing here, it's spinal muscular atrophy. Wow. 
Wow. It's amazing that, yeah, that the test allowed you to then even push that visit up and really, you know, jumpstart care after exactly. a, a bit of a diagnostic like a odyssey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, how many months was it before you noticed something then? And uh, that was New Year's Eve. How, what, what was that time frame then? So, I mean, he wasn't walking at 15 months, which would have been August and then started PT in November. Mm-hmm. So it was about Four a month months, of yeah. PT until we got that diagnosis. So really it was a combination of the physical therapist saying something else is going on and then getting the genetic carrier screening so that we could use it as a tool to, you know, jumpstart care, like you said, um, and go from there. So he was 19 months at diagnosis. Wow. And so yeah, walk me through. Okay, so now you're you're told this looks like spinal muscular atrophy. Um, yeah, what were the next steps, and and how did how did the initial treatment go? So, about a a few months before Christopher was born, the first treatment for spinal muscular atrophy was approved um, with the FDA. So we were very blessed in that he was diagnosed with something that is treatable to stop the progression of the disease. Um, so they the neurologist was like, here's the one treatment option. This is what we have to do. It's a once every four month spinal injection, similar to an epidural. And the problem at that time was it was the only drug on the market for us for spinal muscular atrophy, SMA. Um, but insurance companies weren't readily approving it because of the cost. It's 200 or $125,000 a dose. Mm-hmm. And so it took us about a month of fighting insurance to get approval. So that was another month of deterioration um, on his muscles, because what spinal muscular atrophy does is it causes deterioration in each of your muscles over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he weakened during that time. Uh, but the, but he still, he received treatment. His first one was in February and that's when we were supposed to see the neurologist. So had we not done the genetic carrier screening, it would have taken an additional two months to get answers and to get his treatment started. So it really saved two months of motor neurons for him. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And how's he doing these days? He says five, five and a half. Yeah. Yes, he's great. He actually walks with crutches and orthotic braces on his feet. um, And he spends all day on his feet at school and he loves to play soccer at recess. He's goalie. Uh, he will tell you he's goalie because he can't run, but he can block the ball. So he loves to do that. And he's very kind and patient with his little sister and yeah. just a great personality. He still gets treatment every four months. And then he's also in a clinical trial where he gets an infusion every month. So he mm-hmm. goes through a lot, but he does it yeah, with a sure. brave face. Yeah. And um, is he getting physical therapy too? Yes, Mm -hmm. physical therapy. um, But really, he has no other delays. He's actually in a gifted class. um, So he's doing great in school. Um, The biggest thing is that, you know, he's got a little sister, Emily, and Mm -hmm. she also has spinal muscular atrophy. The difference between the two of them is that because with Emily, we had the genetic carrier screening done before she was born, we knew to test her at birth. Mm-hmm. So when she was born, we had her blood drawn within three days. We had results at five days. 
And she also has spinal muscular atrophy. It came back positive. Mm -hmm. But because we knew about it, we were able to treat her before her muscles started deteriorating. So we call that pre-symptomatic. So she Mm -hmm. was able to get a drug for spinal muscular atrophy that is the second drug to come on the market. And it's a one-time gene therapy. And with that, she's developed 100% typically. She runs and plays and she has absolutely no delays. Wow. And that's because of genetic carrier screening. Yeah, that's incredible. Did you think about doing um, testing in utero? We considered it. Um, and we actually talked to our neurologist about it. But what he said is that our insurance company would require confirmation at birth anyway okay. of her diagnosis. And so for us, it made the most sense just to wait um, because we could still get the drug lined up for her pre her being born. So we were able to make a plan. So really the genetic carrier screening allowed us to make a roadmap for her so that she could get treated quickly. Wow. And when, when was she able to get the the gene therapy? How old was she? Uh, Five weeks. So it took us about the same amount of time it did with Chris for a month to battle insurance. Um, Her gene therapy was the most expensive drug on the market for a long time. It recently got passed, but it was $2.1 million. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a battle as well, but yeah, she was five and a half weeks old. Um, the biggest thing that I try to tell people is you can't rely on your state's newborn screening because had Christopher been caught as a newborn, he would be living a typical life too. And Arizona wasn't screening and Mm -hmm. many states weren't screening for spinal muscular atrophy. Yeah. Some screen for different conditions. Uh, it's very variable. Exactly. And that's why the genetic carrier screening is so important to our family because it changed the life of our second child and really saved Christopher's in between by giving Mm -hmm. him much more strength and stability than he would have had if he lost more muscle over time. Yeah. Yeah. And for Emily, is she followed uh, closely by neurology? I mean, uh, you said it's a one-time dose. Is there thoughts Mm -hmm. that she's going to need anything in the future? Uh, She has never had any physical therapy or any kind of follow-up. The only thing she does is once a year, she visits neurology to check in um, and just make sure everything's still going while she gets a blood draw. Um, But other than that, she lives a hundred percent typical life. Wow. Wow. That's great. No, so, so uh, empowering to hear your story. I mean, uh, just, uh, and, and that, you know, to compare and contrast, you know, your own very intimate experience with your uh, two children, um, very different, but so happy to hear that things are going well for both of them. I mean, that's really incredible. And um, that the new therapies are, are really amazing. And to hear, you know, how your own children are progressing, it really says, says a lot. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, really just a, you know, impressive story. Thank you for having us and letting us share it. You know, we just want to stress that genetic carrier screening can really change the lives of future kids and and their whole families. And it's really there to help and be a guide um, and give you information that you didn't already have. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're out there doing what we're doing, (laughs) advocating and uh, uh, in all kinds of ways. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks.